Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you can always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hey folks, it's Maria. I've got to share this game changer, Akalo's D3 patch. Forget pills, this patch delivers vitamin D3 10 times longer. Boost your immune system, sleep better, regulate mood, and support bone and heart health. Wear a patch before bed and leave it on for 24 hours. It's that simple. Living in the Pacific Northwest without much sunlight, these patches are great for me. Or if you find yourself dealing with the winter blues. They're discreet and perfect for my sensitive skin. Oh, and they even have a patch for hangovers and jet lag if that's something that affects you. Try them today with a money-back guarantee at acalo.co. Take charge of your health. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Alexander the Great burned Persepolis to the ground during a night of drunken revelry after basically being enticed into doing so by a Greek courtesan named Thais. It's said she told Alexander torching the royal palace would be among his crowning achievements. And it's said she inspired action among his soldiers and followers to take up torches. That is at least according to legend. In this episode, we'll talk about the downfall of the Persian Empire and why anyone would have wanted to torch Persepolis. Welcome to Criminalia. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. If you're a regular listener to the show, you may recall our previous episode was also about ancient Greece, specifically Herostratus, an ancient Greek who, in 356 BCE, burned down the Temple of Artemis as a way to, he hoped, become famous. If you're not a regular follower, that's still a pretty good story. Explained in ancient Greek mythology, the goddess Artemis was not available to protect the temple that night because she was attending a very important birth. The birth of the son of King Philip II of Macedon, a child who grew up to also burn down some important places. We are talking about Alexander III of Macedon, also known as Alexander the Great. Alexander was born in Pella, Macedonia, an ancient city located in present-day Greece. 
And when he turned 13, his father hired Aristotle, yes, that Aristotle, to educate the heir to the throne on everything from leadership to natural science, philosophy, mathematics, and even zoology. At age 20, Alexander took the throne when his father was assassinated. That took place in October of 336 BCE. Alexander already had military experience when he rose to power, and now on the throne, he intended to finish what his father had wanted to start, a war. Just before his death, Philip had been entertaining thoughts of invading the Persian Empire for reasons we could talk about for days. Alexander decided he would be the king to do so. Within a decade, he had conquered the Persian Empire, which meant his reign stretched from Greece to Punjab, India, and he was only 30 years old. So let's talk about the Persian Empire and why it was something a king might want to conquer. Before there was Alexander, and before one of the defining powers of the ancient world, the Roman Empire, there existed the Persian Empire. The empire, which is also known as the Achaemenid Empire, was established by Cyrus the Great in 550 BCE. And over two centuries, it grew into a vast imperial state of Western Asia. This is a region that includes the Middle Eastern and African countries bordering the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. It was ruled by a king known as a Shah, who relied upon what were known as regional satraps. And a satrap was an autonomous local governor who ruled a province known as a satrapy. And in this structure, they ruled in the name of their king, and then they paid tribute to that king. Writings by Western historians established the historical narrative that Alexander's invasion was the first of many Western invasions that attempted to and there are air quotes on this, civilize the East. Alexander is portrayed as a great military mind and leader and is celebrated in Western history as the conqueror of the Persian Empire. His legacy, as you may imagine, may differ from the perspective of the Persians, though. Way back, more than two millennia, the Persian Empire was very much worth conquering because it was actually the greatest empire there was. It covered more than 2 million square miles of land, and an estimated 44% of the world's population lived under Persian rule. Extending from Anatolia and Egypt, across Western Asia to Northern India and Central Asia, it was the largest empire the world had ever seen. Compared to it, Greece looked, well, it looked really tiny. We are going to take a break here for a word from our sponsors. And when we return, we will talk about the Persian destruction of Athens and how the burning of Persepolis may have been revenge. When it comes to makeup looks, I really like full glam, but I also often just need an easy day look. And Thrive Cosmetics has been my go-to. I also travel a lot. I'm really guilty of lugging around way too much makeup in my suitcase, and I'm trying to curb that habit. And Thrive's brilliant eye brightener is the key to the whole thing. So instead of packing a bunch of palettes that I may or may not use, I can just throw a few of these slim sticks in my bag and I get all the shimmer and shadow I'm looking for. I streamline my packing. I can blend them together. They blend like butter. And you can layer different colors to get something truly unique. And then you just have your look all pulled together. Your eyes are brighter. You look well-rested. And you look really pretty glam for a very easy look. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. 
It's easy to see why they get so many five-star reviews, and even better, they give back to communities. For every product that you purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. So you look great, and you can feel great about how you got there. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Criminalia for 20% off your first order. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease, with three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's talk about Alexander's possible motivations for burning Persepolis. According to an article published in the Bulletin of the Institute of Classical Studies, it's believed that Alexander used propaganda to sell his war to the Greeks. 
circulating materials marketing the military action as, quote, a revenge campaign to avenge the wrongs committed in the Persian Wars 150 years before. Wait, so you may be thinking, revenge? Yeah. A little backstory here. The Persians had been defeated by the Greeks previously during two ill-fated invasions of Greece. First, by Darius I, also known as Darius the Great, in 490 BCE, and then by his son, Xerxes, in 480 BCE. Some Greeks considered Alexander's invasion as a justified retaliation for one specific event that had occurred during Xerxes' invasion. When Xerxes invaded Greece, he was defeated by the Greeks at the battles of Salamis, Plataea, and Thermopylae, yet he managed to get all the way to Athens, where he burned down the Acropolis. That's an event known to the Greeks as the Persian destruction of Athens. Above any other reasons, most historians believe seeking revenge for this event was Alexander's true motivation to set the Persian city of Persepolis on fire. Alexander went to war and was victorious against the Persians at the battles of Granicus and Isis, both in present-day Turkey. It was following those wins when he conquered Egypt, and it's also when he laid the foundations of the city of Alexandria, one of several cities he founded in his own name during his reign. Alexander's final military victory over Persia took place at Gagamela, now northern Iraq, in October of 331 BCE, between his army and the Persian army under King Darius III. The Persian army was enormous. Though exact numbers of forces are unknown, estimates vary from 50,000 to 120,000, and some ancient sources claimed the Persian king had assembled as many as a million soldiers. Darius also had 200 chariots, equipped with blades attached to their wheels, and 15 war elephants that had been transported from his territories in India were deployed on the battlefield. The forces of the army of Macedon were significantly smaller. It's estimated Alexander had roughly 40,000 soldiers. Though his troops were outnumbered, Alexander was victorious. Historians estimate that around 60,000 Persians were killed in battle and that Alexander's army had between 500 to 1,000 casualties. As a result of this victory, Alexander had conquered the Persian Empire and became its new ruler. Still today, his military strategies and tactical triumphs during this battle are considered an example of why he became known for his military greatness. Those battles were significant wins for Alexander. But this wasn't a case of just a couple of battles and that's that, though. Let's talk about the fire and destruction he and his forces brought as he marched his way through the empire. The Persian city of Babylon surrendered to him without a fight. And then he was on to the cities of Susa and Persepolis. These were capital cities of the Persian Empire. There are two primary facts to know about Persepolis. One, its construction began under King Darius I in 518 BCE, though it's thought to have been completed under the reign of his grandson, Artaxerxes I. And two, in 334 BCE, Alexander burned it to ruins. We are going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. And when we're back, we will talk about the city of Persepolis and its grand and opulent palaces and buildings. Until that is, Alexander got there.
Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and leg room that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melody. 
Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Welcome back to Criminalia. Want to know what Persepolis looked like before Alexander left his mark? Let's talk about its structures and the destruction brought about by Alexander and his forces. Persepolis is the Greek name for the city Alexander torched, a Greek toponym meaning city of Persian, and it's the name most Westerners are familiar with. To Persians, it was known as Parsa. It was located in what's now southwestern Iran at the foot of Kuer Amat, known as the Mountain of Mercy. Persepolis was a capital city and was built on a half-artificial, half-stone terrace. It's known for its exceptionally grand staircases and gateways. Most walls were covered by sculptured friezes, many depicting gigantic winged bulls. Historians consider most of the structures of Persepolis to have been built actually during the reign of Xerxes. Persepolis was the seat of the government of the ancient Persian Empire, and it was enormous. Among the structures, there were nine important palaces and buildings. Let's start with the Apadana. Construction of the Apadana, which was also known as the Audience Hall, began under Darius's rule and was finished by Xerxes. It was the largest and most opulent building in the complex. Some say it was also the most important. Apadana is the Persian word equivalent to the Greek term hypostile, which describes a building with an interior space where its roof is supported by rows of columns. Literally, hypostile means under columns. This hall was the star of the complex, and it was mainly used for royal celebrations, receptions of foreign representatives, and events that required a special level of luxury and grandeur. Some modern archaeologists suggest that it was used for celebrating Noruz, the Persian New Year. To the north of the Apadana stood the Gate of Xerxes. Xerxes, who built the structure, originally named it the Gate of the Nations, a nod to how everyone who entered Persepolis had to do so through this entrance to the terrace, where then they would pay homage to the king. The second largest building of the Persepolis Terrace was Throne Hall, was sometimes also called the Hundred Column Hall. Its construction began during Xerxes' reign and was completed by his son, Artaxerxes I. Throne Hall was used mainly for receptions for representatives of all the subject nations of the empire. And then adjacent to the Throne Hall was the Treasury, which also partly served as an armory. But because it was also used as a storehouse for the royals, in addition to currency and precious metals, it also held expensive treasures. And then there were two palaces, the Palace of Darius and the Palace of Xerxes. Twelve impressive columns supported the roof of the central hall in the Palace of Darius. His palace was also known as Tachara. Many reliefs depicting animals covered the walls, but on the northern and southern doorways, the reliefs depicted the king fighting monsters. Xerxes' palace, also called Hadiz Palace, was almost twice as large as that of his father's. 
It had similar architectural features as well as reliefs carved throughout the space, though none known were of Xerxes fighting monsters. Xerxes was king when Persepolis burned, and this palace took the brunt of the destruction, and it's believed this was the first building to be torched. Next, the Council Hall. Some modern scholars believe it was a meeting place, though others believe it may have been a huge corridor between three buildings. You could access the royal apartments from the council hall via an intricate stairway which led to three doorways. While two of those doors were for official purposes, the third was a secret passage into a harem. The harem of Xerxes was the home of the king's wives and concubines and contained 22 apartments. In addition to access from the council hall, Two ornate stairways connected the apartments with the palace of Xerxes. And lastly, the Tomb of the Kings is the site of four burial tombs at Naksha Rostam. Only the tomb of Darius I has been identified without a doubt by associated inscriptions. The three other tombs discovered are believed to belong to his immediate successors, Xerxes, Artaxerxes I, and Darius II. There are other miscellaneous unknown structures that have been uncovered at the site of Persepolis, including what's thought to be housing, towers, and defensive walls. Experts believe that west of the Xerxes Palace may have been the site of the Palace of Artaxerxes I. Modern scholars differ on the possible motivations Alexander may have had for destroying Persepolis, and they also differ on whether or not it was actually Alexander who burned it down. Maybe some have wondered it was an accident. Some accounts suggest that when Alexander entered the city, he was shocked by its extravagance and ordered it to be burned down. Then, of course, there is that revenge theory, which is the most popular. And perhaps for good reason. Overwhelmingly, the story left to us in the historical record, including in the ancient writings of Diodorus Siculus, Arian, Plutarch, as well as other ancient historians and chroniclers, is this. It's said that Alexander and his army stayed in Persepolis for five months. He was known to hold games to celebrate his victories, and one night he and the forces of his army burned down Persepolis with torches while they were drunk, partying, and inspired by Thaius's call for revenge against the Persians. And the call to seek a lot of loot as well. Who is this Thaius, the woman who fired everyone up? She was what was known as a Hatira, an ancient Greek courtesan who often accompanied Alexander and his army on campaigns. She was later married to Ptolemy I, a Macedonian Greek general and successor of Alexander. So speaking of Diodorus, that chronicler we just mentioned a moment ago, he was a 1st century BCE Greek historian who wrote that Persepolis was, quote, the richest city under the sun, and the private houses had been furnished with every sort of wealth over the years. He also documented that Alexander helped himself to roughly 3,500 tons of precious metals from Persepolis, and that he carried away innumerable pack animals. Diodorus continued, quote, Alexander ascended to the Citadel Terrace and took possession of the treasure there. This had been accumulated from the state revenues, beginning with Cyrus, the first king of the Persians, down to that time, and the vaults were packed full of silver and gold. The total was found to be 120,000 talents when the gold was estimated in terms of silver. Because Alexander was thorough in destroying and looting Persepolis, 
There are only a few pieces of jewelry and several gold and silver coins left. Some silver buttons have also been found. Some everyday objects, such as bowls and bottles, have been recovered. But by far, the biggest loss here is the culture of ancient Persia. Persians have condemned Alexander not only for the destruction of Persepolis, considered the pride of the Persian Empire at the time, but also for encouraging destruction of cultural and religious sites throughout the Persian Empire. Alexander's legacy is far-reaching and profound, and also quite short. He died in June of 323 BCE at the age of 32, and the cause of his death remains something of a mystery. Historians know that he fell ill and died in Babylon, an ancient city close to what's modern-day Baghdad. But it's unclear what happened, and as we see happen a lot, different versions of the story of how he died have developed over the years. Various theories suggest that perhaps he was a victim of malaria, or typhoid fever, or strychnine poisoning, or perhaps just something else entirely. According to a report published by the University of Maryland School of Medicine back in 1998, they theorized that Alexander died of typhoid fever. According to other historical writings about him, shortly before he died, he experienced tremors, sweats, and a severe fever all symptoms of an infection, or two, symptoms of some poisons. Some sources suggest Alexander had severe abdominal pain, pain so great that he would scream. Also, a possible symptom of poisoning. And then there was the Macedonian aristocracy's penchant for assassination. Poisoning, though, is what's mentioned in most ancient accounts of Alexander's death, including the writings of Diodorus, Plutarch, Arian, as well as in Justinus's Epitome of Pompeius Trogus Histories. The first scientific investigation of the Persepolis site was conducted in 1931 after German archaeologist, geographer, and historian Ernst Emil Hirschfeld was appointed excavation director by the Oriental Institute at the University of Chicago, now known as the Institute for the Study of Ancient Cultures Museum. He described the city of Persepolis as, quote, the glory of the Persian world, and it's said he found the ancient site to be more impressive than the famous ruins of Palmyra in Syria. In 1979, UNESCO declared the ruins of Persepolis a World Heritage Site. Would you like a little lighter fluid? I hear there's some going around. Okay, this one was very exciting to me, and here's why. Holly loves Persian food. <laughs> Ooh, so do I. So let's do this. Like, I'm like <laughs> I love it. I would never claim to be an expert on it, but anytime I'm somewhere with a Persian restaurant, that's usually the one I'm going to pick. Love, love, love. Think it does not get enough representation in the when people are doing the different types of restaurants. I'm like, but do you have a Persian restaurant in your city? Because if not, you are missing out. One of the things that I really love about Persian food is the combination of fruit and florals that often goes on. And so I thought we would do a drink that is in that space because, hello, guess what gets used a lot in Persian cooking and beverages? Roses. I know. So- <laughs> <laughs> You're like, my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing. Oh, I love it so much. We're going to make a drink that's really pretty easy. 
it does involve what I call a quick infusion. Now, normally, if you're building a drink, most experts will say start from cheapest ingredient to most expensive. So you're usually starting with put your citrus juice in first, your syrups, etc. In this case, we're doing it a little backwards. You're going to take, I don't know, like a handful of culinary rosebuds, like the little baby ones. You're using the buds. And throw them in your shaker. Don't put any ice in yet. And then you're going to put in an ounce and a half of gin. And you're going to muddle this together. So you basically want to make sure you have felt each one of those rosebuds get crushed along the way. You don't have to go bananas after that. But if you want, you can. You're not going to hurt it. You're just going to give it more rose flavor. And then once that is done, you can add a half ounce of rose syrup. So it is a bit rose heavy. Three quarters of an ounce of apricot liqueur. yum, yum. Three quarters of an ounce of lime. Also very often used in Persian cuisine. And then you're going to add your ice and give that a good shake. And then you'll just strain that over ice. You'll get some flecks from those broken up rosebuds, which is quite pretty in the drink. And you just top it with club soda and you are ready for a refresher. I love this one because there's nothing heavy about Mm -hmm. it. You get all of those notes of flavor. You get the fruity note. You get the floral note. But because you're just using club soda and because it's a gin-based drink, like none of it feels heavy, even with the rose syrup added in. It's a pretty gentle, lovely drink. It's taken me a long time to become a gin drinker, but I very much like the combination of a floral and a gin, and I think that helped me get there. So I'm super intrigued by this drink. Some gins will have a floral note that leans a little bit away from the the juniper note that is what most people that don't like gin don't respond well to. Yeah. That's what they don't like. Is I, for a long time, was like, gin tastes like pine salt to me. But then when I started trying different gins that have slightly <laughs> different flavor profiles and have different notes in them, then I was like, oh, some gin is actually quite lovely. This one is pretty easy to do a mocktail out of. So instead of a, a rose-infused gin, you're just going to make rose tea. So take those culinary rosebuds, throw them in a little mini saucepan with a cup and a half of water and let that simmer for a little bit. You can crush them down either before or after you simmer it. I would do before so they stay a little more. You don't get soggy ones that you're trying (laughs) to crush later. And then in lieu of apricot liqueur, you're just going to use like apricot juice. Easy peasy. Or if you want to just take like apricots, chop them up, make a slurry and then mix that with water. You can do that in lieu of a, if you can't find apricot juice. I love apricots in everything. I'm actually, people can't see this. I'm actually really sitting here sort of with this big smile, half laughing because it has, it has apricot in it, which means I'm going to drink it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a really good, I'm glad this came up now because it's such a good summer drink. And then all of the measures are exactly the same. So you're still going to use an ounce and a half at that point of your rose tea. You could probably ease back on the rose syrup because you're going to have the apricot juice, which is a little bit Mm -hmm. sweeter than an apricot liqueur. Throw your lime in, get your ice involved, top it with club soda, and you're ready for a beautiful sit in the sun or shade. And we're calling that the Gardens of Persepolis because those things would have been growing there. What a lovely name for that drink. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, and it is a very yummy. (laughs) (laughs) This one where I put it together 
and I took a sip and I called out in such a way because I was excited that my husband thought something was wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, nope, just a delicious cocktail. Nope, everything is perfect. <laughs> everything is great. So we hope there's nothing wrong at your house and you make a delicious drink, whether it be a mocktail or a cocktail. We will be right back here next week with another story of fire and another drink. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen up. Hangovers cost the U.S. $300 billion in productivity every year. But I've got the secret. Akalo wearable vitamins. Avoid hangovers by preventing them in the first place. Just peel, stick, and enjoy 24 hours of B1 goodness. It's not just for hangovers. Beats jet lag and boosts metabolism, too. Go to akalo.co today. Trust me, it's a game changer. Plus, with Akalo's money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose except the hangover. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. That's A-K-A-L-O dot C-O. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 